Welcome to Power Your Profits podcast, your friendly guide in bringing your business revenue to the next level. Listen as host Dr. Susie Carter hears inspiring stories of success from her fellow entrepreneurs and transformational leaders. Prepare to make significant change to your strategies as they unravel the secrets of building multi-million dollar businesses and the most effective tips on finance, marketing, and sales accountability. If you want to take your first steps towards explosive business growth, this podcast is for you. Without further ado, here is your host, Dr. Susie. Welcome to this episode of Power Your Profit Podcast. I'm Susie Carter. I'm your host, and today's guest is all about getting things done. Elizabeth Galprin is a nationally recognized speaker, consultant, creator behind the Ascend Method, and is passionate about helping professionals perform at their peak and reach their full potential in every facets of their life. She works collaboratively with business leaders to improve personal habits, define and implement business systems, increase productivity, consistently perform at their peak while avoiding avoiding the burnout and overcoming overwhelm. Joe Sista, please welcome my guest, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. So excited. This is one of my favorite topics because it was not my natural skill. Yes. <laughs> As well, it's something <laughs> I, I'll talk about it all day long. So um, clearly, clearly my, my passion and interest too. Yeah. So tell everyone, you know, who you are, what you do in the world, what is your magic and your genius? All right. So my name is Elizabeth Galprin, and I am the founder and owner of Peak Productivity. So I'm a business productivity coach, and I work with business owners, leaders, entrepreneurs, folks that have been in business for you know many, many years, uh, helping to build not just their personal productivity, but also improve the productivity of their people, their organization, um, and still have time for their passions. Um, so not to be um, a, a one trick pony, you know, having the ability to build a business, grow a business, and also still build the life that, uh, that they want to lead. And I think that's hard as an entrepreneur, right? Like I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years, right? Like I try to work mm-hmm. for other people, but that didn't work out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same and here. so that second piece of, you know, I think balance is a delusion, right? Yes. yes. We can put structure in place, but this, this elusive balance thing, because yes. when I'm working on this, something else might fall. Mm-hmm. So talk about the difference, Elizabeth, between being busy and because yes. I yes. find a lot of people are busy, right? Right, but they're not productive. So talk about the distinction. It's it's small but huge. I, absolutely. So um, you know, this is something that I always start workshops off uh, with. Hey, how do you define busy versus how do you define productive? And I actually think it's something that most of us haven't taken time to define. <laughs> So it's like a really great question to just kind of to ask yourself, Um, you know, busy is um, you're filling the minutes and um, it's often more focused on quantity over quality. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is um, sometimes um, doing work um, simply because um, without knowing the purpose, I think is a good way to say it. Um, And um, it's also uh, sometimes a obligation. Uh, you know, we're all busy. So if I'm not busy, what does that say about me? (laughs) So it's, um, it's kind of this cultural expectation. Productive is doing the work 
with a purpose, doing the work because there's a purpose. Um, it is prioritizing quality over quantity. Um, and it is um, making sure that there's both short-term and long-term impact results. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's having more intention behind our action. Um, busy is, you know, I'll often say I could be busy all day long tying and untying my shoes. Right. But why would I do that? So, you know, productive is being able to show the results, the purpose, um, the end result, um, moving, you know, things forward versus moving things in a, you know, a hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you start helping clients for themselves see mm-hmm. busy versus product, productive? Yes. So it's a, it sounds sexy, right? I'm a productivity coach. What the hell is that? Right. Mean? So how do you help us, the entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you know, and it seems simple, but it's not simple if you've been busy or not productive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have you heard the saying, you can't read the label from inside the bottle? No. Okay. (laughs) So I love that saying. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not, I can't own that title. I don't even know, or that, um, that saying, I don't know who coined it, Um, but my job from the very beginning is to help the individual to get outside of the container that is their life, right? To get outside of the bottle and to be able to see outside looking in. So um, when we, you know, we, so much of what we do is habit and we often do not stop and ask ourselves, why did I schedule these appointments? Why did I sit in on this meeting? We do it because we've been doing it. Um, And so the very first thing I do with clients is we do a time log, you know, everybody's familiar with um, a food log, right? (laughs) It's the same thing. We do a time log and I have them get as detailed as possible uh, and without judgment track how they've been using their time, you know, from wake up to to bedtime or from, you know, first foot in in the door at the office to, you know, depending on what part of their, of their life that we're um, looking to adjust. And um, just the act of paying one degree more attention to how we're spending our time gives us a brand new insight. Um, So it starts to make us realize that, oh gosh, I picked up my phone six times in the last two hours to check email or to scroll through, you know, social or to see if Susie called me. Um, so just um, so much of what we do, we think we're very aware of it, but there's a lot that we're not aware of. So the very first thing is to take stock and to do it. And I'm going to say this again, because it's so important to do it without judgment. We, when we do a food log, it's not about criticizing ourselves. It's not about trying to do it the right way. It's about truly representing how am I spending my time? What decisions am I making around the investment of my energy? Um, and to get to that picture, and then we can start to see what do we think we're spending time on? What do we think we're prioritizing what versus what's really happening? Um, So that alone is like so eye-opening to my clients. Um, It gives us a much broader understanding. uh, And then we can say, okay, well, here's where I am and here's where I want to be. And then the real work begins, (laughs) right? (laughs) Awesome. You're listening to another episode of Power Your Profits podcast. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
Are you tired of struggling to take your business to the next level? Power Your Profits is the game-changing book you've been waiting for. Dr. Susie Carter, creator of the Predictable Success Method, reveals her proven strategies for explosive growth. From daily operations to marketing systems, this comprehensive guide empowers you to achieve predictable revenue and profit growth. Don't miss out on this invaluable wisdom. Transform your business today. Find your copy at books.poweryourprofits.com. Overwhelmed by the complexity of business profit strategies? Jump aboard the Bullet Train to Big Profits course, a streamlined solution by Dr. Susie Carter. This course is designed to uncomplicate the path to profitability. Imagine being able to identify and execute profit strategies with ease, skyrocketing your revenues. Visit course.poweryourprofits.com and sign up for the Bullet Train to Big Profits course today. So what, how can we eliminate overwhelm for good? Like what can we do? Yes. So this is a little bit controversial. I'm going to say it. Love controversial. Good, good, good. A lot of overwhelm is inside our head. Oftentimes overwhelm is a feeling more than it's a reality. Um, And so the first thing to, to work on is the thoughts behind why am I telling myself I'm overwhelmed? Why am I feeling overwhelmed? What's really, what's really underneath that. Right. Um, and then, you know, I am a systems person. So almost always we can reduce overwhelm by creating more predictability, uh, and steadiness. And that's through systems habits, um, and boundaries creating boundaries. That's a really hot topic right now with most of my clients yeah. uh, and a really important self-care <laughs> step in the process. Um, oftentimes the reason we feel overwhelmed is because we take on too much because we're trying to help others or we're trying to improve ourselves to others versus really needing to um, to have those responsibilities on our plate. Um, so to eliminate, you know, to summarize here, how do we eliminate overwhelm for good? It's mindset work. It's mm-hmm. creating boundaries, um, communicating those boundaries. And then again, it's making sure that we have a well-defined, a, a way to define our own productivity so it doesn't shift to busy without yeah. us having control or us know, knowing that's shifting. So you use an Ascend model. So let's talk about that. Cause I, I love, like you said, I, you're, you're a systems girl. I'm a systems girl. Cause, yeah. because I'm so creative that if mm-hmm. I would just leave it to myself, I could create a lot. <laughs> yes. So you have a, <laughs> a specific way, which you call the Ascend model. So let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I think that is delicious. Yes. I'd love to. Okay. So the Ascend model is um, it's really, it's six core steps and strategies that anybody can put into place um, in it fits in your personal life and in your professional life. So this is, as you said earlier, you know, we, they are not separate. (laughs) And so, you know, work and life, we're integrating them. That's what I call it. Work-life integration. Um, And this ascend approach is really, it's a holistic approach to how you're living your life, not just how you're showing up professionally or how you're managing your personal life. Um, So it's an acronym. So I'll go through the six and then we can dig into all or the ones that are most, um, most juicy to you. So a, and and this is the first one for a reason um, represents advocating for self. 
this is all about self-care. And I know that that term maybe gets overused quite a bit, but it really is foundational. Um, so how are you on a daily basis, weekly basis, how are you making sure that you are taking care of yourself? That could be physical self. It could be mental self. It could be spiritual self, right? We all have different, um, ways of, of filling our own cup, mm -hmm. but how are you creating the space, the time, the energy to take care of yourself so you can then go out in the world and take care of your clients, your customers, your family, your, you know, um, the, the best analogy, uh, that most people have heard before, but it makes perfect sense. You know, when you're on the airplane and, uh, the, the oxygen masks fall, you've got to put yours on first before you can help mm -hmm. anybody in the vicinity. So how are you making sure that you are putting on your own oxygen mask? Because I could give you 101 fantastic proven productivity strategies, but if you aren't at your best, right? If you are not healthy mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, then none of that is going to really make a dent. You gotta, gotta take care of yourself first so that all the strategies and all the techniques and all the systems can work for you. Right. I think this is so important because I think, especially as business women, we're so used to taking care of everybody else yes. and going advocate for myself. Like when you said it, I'm like, uh-huh, self-care. I think we need to keep hearing it because mm -hmm. self-care means different things. It's not having a cocktail after work. That's not self-care, right? Right, right. Yes. That is the thing mm -hmm. that will make me feel happy, excited, because you can't give from an empty cup. Yes. Right. Right. And I think the important thing here too, because oftentimes if I get, you know, resistance, um, on this, it's, I don't have time for that. And mm -hmm. self-care is not about, you know, having 90 minutes a day to exercise and go to the spa and get it's, it's, you can have micro moments of self-care that can do just about the same as an hour at the gym, you know? So like, do you have some breathing techniques that you can utilize when you're feeling stressed out? Can you write down three gratitudes to start your day off in a place of, you know, of, of gratitude versus um, stress? You know, there are lots of ways where you can spend two to three minutes that are going to help fill your cup. Yes. It's not a time. Again, it's, it's quality, right? doing some of these things that create quality, not, it's not about how much time do I have to dedicate to myself? Yeah. So let's talk about the S. What is the S? Yes. Simplify your focus. So we have incrementally created this expectation of ourselves to be multitaskers, to be juggling multiple balls at a time, um, and to try to get lots of things done all at once. And, and we've created that as a norm expectation. Uh, the, the truth is that we cannot focus on more than one thing at a time. Our brain, if you, if you do research on how the brain functions, it can only focus on one thing at a time. Uh, and so when we're trying to listen to a zoom call and send an email and, you know, clean out our desk all at one time, <laughs> um, what we're actually doing, we think we're getting three things done at once. And aren't I, you know, powerful. Right. What we're really doing um, is we're creating a whole lot of frenzy in our brain. Um, we're task shifting. 
And it's kind of, if you think of like a battery and you watch the energy level, we're draining our battery when we do that, even though we feel like well, I'm getting so much done in the short span of time, um, we're creating room for error. We're not fully focused on any one task and we're ending up taking more time in the long run. So simplify your focus is retraining your brain to unitask to allow yourself to not have any windows open except for right now, my Zoom window with you. Um, right. To allow myself you know, to watch a movie and not also be scrolling on my phone and flipping through a magazine. Um, and so mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's re it, we really do have to retrain our brain right now um, because it feels uncomfortable. Most of us, if we try to do one thing for any sustained amount of time, it feels uncomfortable because we're so used to multitasking. Speak of my language. Speak of my language. Yes, yes. Okay, what's the C? So the C is communicating boundaries. So I mentioned this earlier, um, I think before we even pressed record. Um, but you know, communication is is obviously a huge part of helping ourselves to be productive. It because it, it, it involves other people. <laughs> um, but communicating boundaries, um, again, women particularly, but, you know, not to be stereotypical, but women do tend to um, take care of other people first, right? Put others before self. Um, parents often um, have kind of the same um, self-sacrificing approach to, to life. Um, so communicating boundaries is, you know, important in all relationships. And it's really, um, it, it's really, it's a two-way channel. And when I coach clients on this, it's amazing how once they open the conversation with, whether it's with a boss or a coworker or a spouse uh, and start to say, hey, I need to create some constraints here. It's amazing how the other party in the conversation benefits from it and feels like they now have the ability to, to communicate some boundaries as well. Um, and so, you know, some good examples of communicating boundaries um, would be, you know, being able to not take work calls or emails after 5 p.m. Um, yeah. It may be, you know, being able to say no to a happy hour invitation um, because you want your evenings to be family time. Um, it may be saying I'm already on one committee at the school, my children's school, I'm not going to be able to participate in another committee. Um, and, and so it's, you know, it's being able to say no. Um, and, and there's, there's a really great saying, you know, for every yes, we make, there's a thousand no's that go with it. And so we have to remember that um, if we say yes to one thing, we need to be willing to put up boundaries for others. Yes. for other opportunities <clears throat> I and then the just being power, yeah the power of working with somebody like you now this is gonna i'm just being transparent yeah. is when you said boundaries you know back in the day i'm like what do you mean right so like mm -hmm. all those examples you've got to work with a coach because it's a weak muscle right you don't have that muscle be and especially if you're a business person and you have a family and, you know, trying to balance it all, mm -hmm. it's, give me an example of a boundary. I mean, how sad is that, that I had to go, give me an example. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's right. what we need. Like, that's why we hire somebody like you. Yes. And, so, yes. Um, and what's the E? 
Oh, so, okay. So after we communicate boundaries, um, eliminating distractions and interruptions. And there's there's some really good overlap with some of these, and, and that's for good reason. So E is about eliminating, um, I differentiate distractions and interruptions. So a distraction is usually, um, uh, it, it starts inward. So a distraction is letting myself follow, you know, the shiny object, thinking about, oh, I wonder if Susie has, you know, posted our podcast yet. And so I stop what I'm doing and I go jump onto Facebook and allow myself to get distracted. Uh, interruptions are the outside coming in. So interruptions are when the colleague knocks on the door or, you know, the, we take the, the phone call comes in from, um, from a, a client and we allow ourselves to, to answer it. Um, and so again, this is, some of it is just designing your environment. So turning off notifications, you know, not having all the bings and pings and the red, red circles on our phone, um, not allowing ourselves to be susceptible to distractions and interruptions. And then again, it goes back to that conversation. If you've had good conversations about boundaries, then you're going to have fewer people that are interrupting you at the wrong time. Um, so um, so it's it goes hand in hand with those boundaries, um, but it's it's another opportunity to say what have you become um, accustomed to that is actually distracting from your daily priorities, um, and you you know all you have to do is pull a little lever and you could eliminate that. So I mean I use I use the um, the notification example all the time. Because every time we get a smartwatch, a new phone, you know, a, a new app, um, they all are set to, to to buzz you every time. There's a new message. There's a new task in your you know task management tool. Um, there's a new text. Something new was uploaded on YouTube, um, and so we have to go in and and actually get rid of those ourselves um, because they're the default. Yes. <laughs> and so, but it just takes a little bit of time to minimize, at least minimize, if not eliminate, a lot of those distractions and interruptions. So pay attention to what's going on in your environment that you're allowing to interfere with your focus, your flow, and your your own priorities for the day. I think one of the things that um, a productivity coach helped me with is we actually schedule interruption time in my day now where before it was stacking from Rackham and at the end of the day I had all this follow-up stuff to do right so mm -hmm. only scheduling my email opening it in the morning the afternoon and evening not being in at 724 right so yes so that gave me freedom like if my doors closed mm -hmm. you can't come in if my doors mm -hmm. open then that's an open door policy for my team right yes so like looking at what are the things that can help me have boundaries <laughs> and eliminate the doctor. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got and it. So that example. goes into the N, right? Which is navigate. So let's talk about your decision. Yeah. So N is about, yeah, navigating your priorities proactively. Um, and so this really is about, you've got to plan the work um, and then work the plan. <laughs> so, so many, um, so many of us start our day just kind of on the defensive, like, all right, I'm here, what's going to come at me, right? We start our day, the alarm goes off, and we immediately open the phone, and we see what's landed in my inbox, what text messages are there, what have I missed over the last, you know, 10 hours of sleep, 
um, and or we get to the office and we don't necessarily already have a plan for how we're going to run our day. Uh, and so this is, you know, for every 10 minutes that you invest in planning, you're going to save yourself an hour somewhere in the day. Um, and so do you have a habit, a discipline, a routine where before the week starts, you've already mapped out your priorities? I follow what's called the rule of three. So every week I have a weekly big three. What are the three projects that I am most committed to moving forward? And then every day. I have a daily big three and those are identified before I actually start my work day. So let me ask you a clarifying question. So I already have my schedule, like, you know, it's yes. on my schedule. Mm-hmm. And so are the big three that's one on your schedule or is the big three? Yeah, that's a really great question. I would automatically go, okay, well, I have these, these, you know, six appointments. So is that yes. one of the big three, mm-hmm. like complete that day mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I automatically go, oh, okay, what are the three things I needed? Well, you already have a schedule. So <laughs> yes, yes. Fantastic question. So today is a great example of that for me as well. I have a very stacked day where I am, if I'm not in an interview with you, I am in meetings with clients all day. So right. today, my big three is serve my clients with excellence. <laughs> um, it is, you know, have a great podcast experience with Susie. Um, I do have one. I always try to have at least one that's a little bit personal. So today I need to make sure, literally, this is one of my big three. I need to stop at the grocery because I need to get some things so that our household can run for the you know next couple of yes. days. Um, <laughs> so sometimes your big three are delivering on what's scheduled. But a, a great example is my Fridays, I almost never have client-facing appointments. I try to make that day more about internal work, working on the business, not in the business. So those days, it's really, really essential. I have identified my big three so that I don't try to do 50 things in that one day, right? Call me out. <laughs> Call me out, Elizabeth. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, you know, on that day, it's a hundred percent up to me because there's nobody that's expecting me to show up as a coach or as a speaker or as a trainer or as an interviewee. Um, and so those days, those big three are, I'm moving my own priorities forward. Um, but again, I've got to be really clear with myself. I can't expect myself to do a hundred things in one day simply because I'm not scheduled with other people. Right. So, you know, I mean, the, the answer, of course, is what well, depends. But yes, there are several days where my big three are mostly related to what's already scheduled for myself. Um, and then other days where it's because I have an open schedule, then I get to prioritize more of the tasks. Yeah. So I did the same thing. Fridays are my work on the business mm-hmm. in the business. Yes. I also quit taking appointments after two because I found that I'd be slammed all day and then I'm having to work, you know, till seven or eight. I'm like, this is no quality of life. I'm just this machine. Right. right? right. And in the beginning, you know, you've got to put that 10 units of energy in to get one unit of result. Then once you get the momentum going, you put one unit of energy in to get 10 units of result. And so the discipline yes. to go, wait, I can't be on back-to-back-to-back calls and then try to do the, the right. CEO stuff, right? Yes, yes, yes. And, and I the boundary I had to teach my team, like, no, stop booking appointments there. My assistant, right. no, no, don't even ask, yes. no, no. And it's so hard for me to say no, because I want to please. Mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. and she's pushing. And I'm like, no, I can't. My right. brain can't flip like that. Learning, like I can do podcasts, but I can't do podcasts and strategy, podcast strategy. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just this yes. is a podcast day. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody kind of has, you know, I call them your minimums and your maximums. So mm-hmm. I actually need some human, I need some sort of human interaction, even on those Fridays. It yeah. might be that I have a quick cup of coffee, you know, with a friend um, for lunch, or I go work at the coffee shop for a little bit, just so I have the energy of people. Right. So my minimum each day is I need some sort of interaction. Um, but maximum, I can't, if, if I have more than really for me, it's really more than five. If I have more than five client appointments in a day, I'm probably not that sixth person is probably not going to get the best version of me. So I know what the, I know what my minimum and my maximum is. Um, and so that helps me as I'm proactively planning, you know, if I have to reschedule something and I see, I've already, I already have five appointments on, you know, a Thursday, I'm going to be proactive and I'm not going to squeeze it in. I'm going to see what else I have available. So it's, you know, and and that's a really good example of that's boundaries, right? That, that is not trying to, um, you know, that that's being proactive for sure. Um, so it's, it's a common, it's make it's self-care. It's a little bit of self-care there, right? Not overextending myself. Um, so it's a lot of these components in, in one there. And so you own a coffee shop too? No, no. I, what I meant was I like to go to the coffee shop just to be in the energy of people (laughs) when I'm doing work, even if it's, you know, a day where I'm working on my own, my own business. Um, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from people. So I often need to be in the presence of people, even if I'm not necessarily, you know, interacting. (laughs) Yeah. That was the hardest thing to learn is working by myself right and not an office yes. a lot of us have worked virtual now i've been doing it for years but when i first started working from home i, I distracted myself with everything but the work right because i yes. used to see, oh i didn't do laundry this weekend it's not time to do laundry no <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yes that's another good boundary to remember <laughs> so we have one more which is the d what's the d d is developing systems and so <laughs> It's really, it's like the icing on the cake here because you're really, as you're implementing Ascend, you're already, you're building a lot of habits and routines um, and developing systems is getting to the point where you not, you're not just getting these routines and habits in place for yourself, but now you're building out systems and structures for your business, for your team, as you're, you know, you've got yourself at peak productivity. Now, how do you build that into the larger, um, the larger function of your business and your team? Uh, and really, you know, systems sometimes I think intimidate people. Oftentimes when, when I talk to entrepreneurs, you know, I'm too early to really even know what systems I need. And, and I don't agree with that. I think that um, systems, you know, the best time to start a system is now. they might change. Um, and systems can be simple. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's some complex, you know, 20 step, um, three month long process that, um, that you have to develop systems can be as simple as, you know, how as a collectively, um, how are you and your one team member, um, how are you, um, managing sales calls um, right. or how are you um, what's your what is your um, your system behind email responses um, you know so they they can be they can be very simple um, but they're 
still relevant and important from day one. So developing systems is really where you now have yourself running like a well-oiled machine. And now you get to start put, putting those systems in place for the team, the business, um, and, and, you know, out into the bigger, the bigger, uh, the bigger picture than your own, your own world. Yes. So what would you say is the number one ally you need to reach your potential? Yes, that would be an accountability partner. So we are humans. We are, we are pack people. It was not that long ago that we existed in tribes and communities and we were very dependent on one another for survival. Uh, we're now at the point where you and I both, we could spend 40 hours in our own office, right? Without other people. Um, but that's putting ourselves at a disadvantage. When we have other people that are a part of our tribe, our community, um, and we have an external sense of accountability, we will strive higher, we will work harder, we will um, stretch ourselves more. Um, and so even if it is day one, and it is you yourself running the business, creating some outside accountability in the positive sense. Um, so it's having somebody that knows what you're doing, that you can either go to and say, hey, I had success and celebrate with me, or who you can go to and say, hey, I hit an obstacle or I fell or I failed, you know, and I need your support to get myself back up. I think there's so much of that I can do it myself and, you know, just bootstrap and, and it's all, it's all on me. And um, I think that you can still get there that way, but that's the hardest way to do it. So creating accountability with others outside of yourself. Well, and it's all about finding your tribe, right? So, uh, you know, I've, you've got to search and find the right group because so many mm -hmm. masterminds, those kinds of things are all designed around looking good. And as yes. an entrepreneur, I can't look good all the time. And I don't mean like physically right. look good. I mean, no, doing the right things and having the right promos. Mm -hmm. Like where is the place that you can take mm -hmm. off your superhero cape? Yes. You don't yes. have without judgment. Uh -huh. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I, it's hard to find that group of individuals. So it is one thing to search for it and go, are these my people? Are these my people? Are these my people? And not from judgment, just to go, can I be my transparent, authentic self? Yes, I'm a badass, but I got shit that doesn't work too. So yes. where do I go to say that? I think yes. that's why it's important to work with someone like you. That's why it's important to, uh, you know, to look at what's going to be the most effective me. How can I bring me to the world? Right. 100%. I, yes. I don't, you're seeing this, I know, obviously, because this is your job, but there's so many people struggling because of the economy, because of pandemic, because whatever the because is, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can buy into the because or you can learn to manage the because. What's your secret sauce in keeping people action and growing? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's the concept that um, that success is a combination of progress and failure, right? Like we're, we're going to have setbacks. We're going to have failure. And how do we learn from it and celebrate it versus be afraid of it? Uh, I think that that was something that if, if, you know, you didn't ask this question, but if you said, what is something that has held you back? Um, I think I would have had success more quickly if I had embraced some of the, um, the fear and some of the risk uh, earlier. 
in my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, and so, you know, when I meet with clients, we talk a, a lot about it's not, we're not seeking perfection <laughs> and we're not only going to, you know, talk about the good, um, that we're going to look at the ups, the downs, um, the successes, the failures. Um, and, you know, if, as long as we have that growth mindset, then it's all working for us. Right. Uh, and it, it takes, you know, it, we can, when you have somebody telling you that um, and, and helping you to see that, um, and like you said, they're along, someone that's along with you for the journey, you need someone to help you see it that way. Um, yeah. Otherwise we can put our blinders on and, and feel very um, just, you know, feel very um, not feel encouraged and, and we can't always be our own cheerleader. Um, and we need other people to help us see how did, how could I make this a learning opportunity versus a mistake, um, an error, a failure. Um, so it's, it's definitely that growth mindset and, and knowing that the journey is, it's not going to all be rainbows and unicorns <laughs> and anybody that looks like that's their life. They're not showing you everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. The interview I just did. Um, with Jane Applegath, she said failure is fertilizer for our growth and our development. And I'm like, yes. a great way to look at it. We all know that, and you know, there's that, I failed my way to success. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> right. like paper and a little mean, but like, but to yes. look at fertilizer, because if you look at your life, my life, my biggest mm -hmm. learning lesson is when I've been in the, you know, in the gutter, not mm -hmm. on my mountaintop. That's been right. great too. But yeah. it's the, the tenacity, the character, the um, that sense of I can do anything, right? Don't stop. Yes. Me. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have to experience that contrast. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah. Yep. So um, let's shift just a little bit. What What do you want to be remembered for? Like if you look back at your life and you're complete, whatever complete looks like when you're complete, mm -hmm. what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered as the person that um, helped others find their confidence and um, and someone that helped empower others. Hmm. I love that. And so how can people find you, Elizabeth? How can they play with you? I know you have a gift, which we'd love gifts and prizes. So share, <laughs> you know, all sure. your personal email, like your website. How do we find yeah. Okay. So the first thing that people need to remember is I spell Elizabeth with an S. <laughs> and so as long as you know that you're going to find me much easier. <laughs> so I am most active on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It is my people. It's where my people are. Um, and so Elizabeth Galperin um, on LinkedIn is a great place to just get juicy nuggets for me all week long. Um, my website is peakproductivitycoaching.com. Uh, again, lots of great um, information on there, ways to contact me, blogs and um, podcasts. Once this goes live, um, I'll have that on there for folks to, to access. Um, and um, honestly, the best way to connect is to um, to directly reach out. I love getting on phone calls with people and just helping them to you know explore what is it they're looking for. And then if it's me, great. And if it's not helping them find, find what they, what they need to help with, um, with business growth and personal productivity and, um, all of those big goals. Um, and yeah, I have, um, a downloadable that I can make available. Um, and again, that's just going, um, going to, um, to my website 
and um, reaching out and I will give you my my five tips um, to increase or improve your productivity immediately. And, and a lot of it is taking that ascend method and getting some really quick, easy ways to start implementing some of those steps. Yeah. So the website is peakproductivitycoaching.com. Um, that's peakproductivitycoaching.com. That will be in the show notes uh, for you. If you love this message, if you love Elizabeth, she's your jam, right? And you know you need help with your productivity, please reach out. And if you know your community or tribe need it, please forward this podcast to other people because you might be that secret weapon that, you know, somebody needs, Elizabeth needs, you know, they need Elizabeth in their life to really make 2023 groundbreaking, right? That's my commitment is 2023 will be amazing for us. So Elizabeth, thank you for your time. And remember her name is spelled with an S E L I S as in systems, A B E H Elizabeth Galprin. And we look forward to supporting you. Thank you. You are a joy to have love, love, love the conversation productivity. You are an amazing leader an amazing contributor. And I appreciate you. Thank you, Susie. It was great to spend some time with you. And um, as you said, I I know that we will help make other people's year amazing um, with the information that especially that you share week by week. So thanks for the thanks for the chance. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Power Your Profits podcast. Let these building blocks from today's most successful industry leaders equip you with the necessary resources and tools to finally establish the highly profitable business of your dreams. Want to hear more? Listen to more episodes at www.poweryourprofitspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now is your time to rise to the top of your game. So be sure to catch our next episode. Until next time.